0: Welcome to our new podcast on Creating Momentum. I'm your host, Rachel Day, and my co-host is Kelda Wood. Together, we're going to be chatting about what it takes to achieve a goal. We invite you to join us as Kelda attempts her first triathlon, and as we interview a range of other inspiring people to ask them how they achieved their goals, which seemed impossible to the rest of us. The idea behind these podcasts is to dispel any assumptions that achieving inspiring things is for other people. Sometimes we don't understand the whole journey, we don't see the obstacles and the struggles, and these podcasts are here to share everything, what it took to actually achieve that goal, and how the people that achieved them answered the question, how can I? Thanks so much for joining us. Hello Kelda, lovely to see you this morning um, for our next episode of Creating Momentum um, and it's been about three three or four weeks I think since we last caught up with you on your Tri journey uh, so we thought it was good just to jump in and just check um, how it's going, what you've been learning, what's, what's been happening really so um, yeah tell us where are you?
1: um yeah it's been an interesting three or four weeks so there's been a few setbacks which um yeah is is part of it isn't it and and actually it's working out how to get over those setbacks so the original plan was that i'd be doing Leeds triathlon which is uh, a week on sunday um and then i went open water swimming for the first time so that was the first time I'd been in the wetsuit and first time I'd been in a lake um and obviously in the colder temperatures of a lake um it all went well you know nothing went wrong at all but what I realized was that I was a long way from being ready um and the fact because it's been a busy few weeks you know we've got climbing out programs starting and I knew that I wasn't going to have much opportunity to get back in the lake before the triathlon on the 6th of June. Um, Leeds triathlon is also quite a, a big platform um, you know it is a world series triathlon there's, there's about four thousand competitors and I suddenly started getting really stressed out about the fact that I was running out of time I wasn't going to be ready and then I was doing my first triathlon when I wasn't really ready on a big platform and it was actually starting to become a a stress rather than a pleasure you know and there was a lot of work going on so add that on top and and my stress levels were going through the roof and in the end I had to say to myself what are you doing Kelda? what are you doing because this is meant to be fun you know this is meant to be yes a goal to aim for and something that I'm completely committed to but it's supposed to be fun not a stress and then there was a whole load of problems with getting up to Leeds because we'd just finished a program and what was I going to do with my dogs and like all these additional bits coming into it and then I looked and there was a, a triathlon in Shropshire two weeks later um, that's run by UK triathlon and um, a guy called Keith Hancock who's been an amazing supporter of me and my triathlon journey and I rang him up and I kind of said Keith you know would there be any chance of getting an entry into your triathlon and he just went yeah that'd be great and so suddenly I had a triathlon that was on my doorstep that was a bit lower key I had Keith there that I knew that he was kind of saying, look, any problems, just come to me and we can sort it out and I'll just take the mickey out of you if you're not getting it right. you know." And it gave me an extra two weeks, more than anything, to prepare. And all of a sudden I kind of went, "Ah, that just feels right. That feels so much more achievable. So I found it quite a hard decision because I feel like I'm giving up on something. Um, and kind of, it was a bit like I was wimping out of leads and I didn't like that feeling because I don't want to be that person. Um, but I just had to keep kind of reminding myself, why am I doing this? You, you know, it's it's not about having to go and do it on a big platform, it's about doing it. it it's about, um, you know, having that goal, having that reason to train. And for me personally, obviously it's been, um, what, just over three months now since the the mastectomy and it was still a case of going, you know, you've done this, you've done this within six months of, of being diagnosed with cancer and having a mastectomy and you've just completed your first triathlon. That doesn't matter whether it's Leeds or Shropshire or it's on the 6th of June or on the 19th of June, it's about doing it. So... Yeah, that was the decision, and and actually I'm now really looking forward to it, which is brilliant. Gosh,
0: Kelda, thank you for sharing that, because I think it's so important in anyone's journey in trying to achieve something. We come up against these um, big decisions, um, and I can just imagine that, you know, that's a huge one. It's like, do I say what I was going to do and keep going because I've told everybody I'm going? Yeah. Or do I make quite a tough decision and pull out because it everything, every bone in my body is telling me that's what I need to do. So how long did you spend in that decision before you actually made it?
1: Um, I made the decision fairly quickly in that... We went swimming on the Saturday morning um, up to Alderford Lake, which, which was the open water swimming. And I actually rang Keith on the Saturday afternoon because I'd really kind of gone, wow, I am going to really struggle to be ready for, for Leeds. You know, what else can I do? So the first step in making that decision was finding out whether I could do Shropshire or not. So I rang Keith straight away and I had a really good chat with him. Um, and I kind of said to him, okay, that's, that just absolutely feels like the best thing to do. I'll do Shropshire. The hardest bit was emailing Leeds and telling Leeds I wasn't going to do it. So that took a bit longer to actually do because once I'd done that and I'd pulled out of Leeds, that was final. You know, at the at that point on the Saturday, I'd actually got an entry in for both. So if I'd wanted to, I'd, I could do both, you know. Um, but I think it was the thing that helped me make that decision was reminding myself why I was doing it and I think that's the really important thing to anybody listening to this you know if your objective is to get selected on the GB squad and you're aiming for the next Olympics or whatever then actually the triathlon would have to be the priority and you know work, work work-life balance, stress levels almost the triathlon would be the priority. And then I might have made a different decision. I might not, but but I might have made a different decision and that Leeds would have been the right thing. But actually, I, I guess two things. One was reminding myself that I'm doing it for fun. You know, I'm not trying to get selected for the GB squad. So actually going and doing a lower key triathlon that's a bit more fun is absolutely fine. I think the second thing as well is appreciating don't try and run before you can walk and i guess the plan before covid was that i would have done two triathlons so i had one in april one in may and then leeds in june and then leeds would have been a brilliant third step in my triathlon journey on that bigger platform but I think the fact that they the first two triathlons were cancelled because of COVID. So I hadn't had those first steps. So all of a sudden I was jumping straight in at the deep end. Um, and to be fair to Leeds, Leeds were really accommodating. And they, they've got a special thing for first timers. But I think because I was worried about various things, especially with my leg, suddenly with four thousand competitors and and you know people there who are being very serious and very professional because it is their priority and it all just seemed a bit daunting so it's kind of like no actually let's be realistic about this doing a, a smaller one that's less intimidating as a first step is much better and now what i've done is i've actually deferred my entry for next year for leeds so i kind of know now i've got this year to get three triathlons under my belt and then next year leeds can be my big one that that i aim for so it was really about reminding myself about why i was doing it and that i don't always have to make it as tough as it possibly can be you know I I quite like making it tough I sort of I think if it's not tough I'm not working hard enough but actually it was like no it's okay like doing a triathlon is tough enough like you don't have to make it harder than it needs to be Kelda so just change your plans it's fine. Brilliant and did you come to that
0: decision on your own or, or is that because other people helped you like were you making these decisions on your own or do you have people that you turn to?
1: Yeah I have always very much um, listened to people who have more experience and knowledge than me and I think that's the important bit I think I will trust my gut but I also absolutely respect people that have you know been in the game longer than me or or have got more knowledge and experience so when I rang Keith um and you know Keith has been in the triathlon game for for years and years he knows it inside out and I just said Keith you know I've been swimming this morning and I felt like this and I'm thinking this what do you think and he just said I think it's a brilliant idea as in postponing Mm -hmm. and he said I had thought when you said you were going to do leads as your first one like wow that's a bit of a biggie kind of thing so when he said that that was then very reassuring that it I wasn't wimping out leads I was actually making a sensible decision so I absolutely I think for me it gives me confidence that my decision making is is right so I knew I felt that that was the right decision to make but actually then speaking to Keith and getting that perspective was like okay I'm I can give myself permission to do this now because the expert is telling me that it's the right thing to do as well. So so yeah, definitely, I think getting the right people's opinion. So you know going to people that know what they're talking about and do have that experience and knowledge is really important.
0: Yeah, I mean I, I'm thinking about um, when we've got these big decisions to make, there's something in our gut that tells us what the right decision is. But the other stuff around it, the noise around it is is about us trying to meet everyone else's expectations or not look bad or not. You know, so it comes back to what we were saying, I think, last time on that whole piece of the jigsaw about what will others
1: think of me if I make this decision? I do think it's really important to be completely honest with yourself, though, because it's sometimes easy to use it as an excuse, you know anything worth doing takes effort so I can look at leads and go okay this is a whole heap of hassle but that's what's going to give me the sense of achievement when when I complete it you know so am I using the time the stress the whatever as an excuse because actually this is going to make the next few weeks really stressful and really busy or am I making a sensible decision and that's where that that need to really look at yourself and be honest with yourself and i think i i am i'd like to think i'm very good because i don't like to wimp out so if i was starting to just use it as an excuse i think i i hope i would have absolutely said no this is where you get your head down and you work hard and you just do it so i it, you know almost like it's like that writing down the pros and cons isn't it but i think just being very aware you know Am I, am I being honest with myself? Am I using it as an excuse? Or is this a sensible decision? And answering those two questions very, very honestly. And sometimes I think it's just
0: how you feel after you've made the decision. So your description of was, you know that relief was maybe like, actually, that is the right decision. Yeah. The, um, there's a Chinese proverb that's really helped me throughout my life. <laughs> it's um, easy decision, hard life hard decision, easy life. And every time I come up against something, I go, this is hard. Okay, I need to make it.
1: Yeah. 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 And and I think just that being honest really helps you. And, you know, another thing comes back to reminding yourself why you're doing it, because I guess in some respects, that's relating to core values that we've talked about in, in other podcasts. So, you know, if my objective had been you know to become the next gold medal winning triathlete um very different decision it, you know so really coming back to why am i doing it i can afford to be a bit kind to myself um i don't it can't be my priority my work is my priority if i had no work to do over the next four weeks i'd have still done leads because i could have spent the next four weeks just focusing on training but that isn't the way my life works at the minute. And, and I'm guessing for a lot of people, that's the same situation. There's more people that are doing, whether it be triathlons or half marathons or you know, bike rides. We're doing it for fun around our full-time job. It's not our goal. So yes, be serious. Yes, be committed, but enjoy it and have fun because life's too short, isn't it? So um, yeah, but that being honest, be honest with yourself. And remind yourself why you're doing it. Really helped me with that decision.
0: Yeah, brilliant. Thank you for sharing. It's a brave one. So, how has the rest of your training been going? What's uh,
1: has it all been going very smoothly since, or? Any, any- um. <laughs> it's been interesting again because fitting in around sort of time and everything else has been challenging at the minute um the swim I haven't been back in in the lake because I just haven't had the time to get up there but we're going back up um in 10 days time but I have been back in the pool I've I've managed to be swimming a mile now um front crawl which has has been a, a massive sort of move forwards for me but i have to admit i'm still cheating because i'm still using a pool boy to stop my legs from sinking but the difference is one thing we really found when we did the open water swim is that the wetsuit gives you that buoyancy so the issue i was having with my legs sinking doesn't actually happen with the wetsuit on so what i decided in the pool was that i was better off really getting the distance in because once i was in the wetsuit i wasn't going to have it gonna have the problem of, of my legs sinking it anyway so yeah I've been kind of getting the miles in with the swim which is great I'd, I'd had a week off um last week because I was away uh, up in Scotland but I came back to the mile yesterday and I'm a bit sore today so <laughs> I knew I'd had a week off um the bike was going really well until I broke it um so <laughs> I went out uh one day and I'm not I still don't know what I did but it the pedals stopped turning and there were lots of things not right with it so that's had to just go back to the the um uh guys that did it um Pete from Bikes by Design who's an amazing guy so I just picked that up so I'm going out on the bike for the first time today um but the turbo has proved invaluable and I think I might have mentioned this before but I was very anti a lot of the apps and, you know, I don't need an app. I just want to train and, but actually um, Zwift do a, a route thing. So you can actually put in a route and say, right, I'm going to cycle 30 kilometers or 40 kilometers or whatever it is. So I've been doing quite a bit of that on the turbo and that's been brilliant to just get in the miles again. You know, I'm not doing a session. I know that I'm covering 30 kilometres or or what it might, whatever it might be. Um, so yeah, I'm feeling kind of happy with the bike. Uh the run, hey, that's always gonna be an interesting one, isn't it? So um I I'm never gonna be able to run. So it, it is. I've been doing my hill rep still, but I think when it comes to the triathlon, that's just gonna be a case of, you know, take a deep breath and and get it done for five kilometres. So um I'm not worrying too much about that because. That one is slightly out of my control in that I I can't run. So um, you know, it is just going to be a case of getting through that bit. And and whether it's walking or hobbling or skipping, well, they won't be skipping, but whatever it, whatever mode of shuffle it is, lollop. Someone came up with the word the other day, lollop. And I was like, that's that's exactly what it's like when you're running with a fused ankle. It's a lollop. So yeah, but again, I feel feel happy you know by the time I've got a couple more open water swims in and you know got another couple of weeks now on the bike um I, I don't think you ever feel ready to go I was gonna say like I'll be ready to go you always wish you had a bit longer but I think I am looking forward to it because um you know it is local it's a bit more low-key I know Keith is just gonna laugh at me the whole way around and it, you know actually it doesn't matter how long it takes me It's just about getting getting it done and doing it. So, yeah, 19th of June. (laughs) I'm just going to check with you
0: because you said it doesn't matter how long it takes you. But, you know, are you setting yourself a bit of a goal? Um, Because obviously you're training. If it doesn't matter how long it takes you, maybe you'd say, I don't even need to train. I'll just give it my best shot.
1: Yeah um, I think first up I want to know that I can do each phase so you know doing the mile in the pool is so that psychologically I know I can swim a mile. Um, I've been trying to get it to 45 minutes Um, I was four lengths short yesterday of of doing it in the 45 minutes so uh, you know I would love to think that I could do it in 45 minutes but obviously it's a little bit different in a lake to a pool but if I was anywhere close to that I'd be happy and the the bike I think again for me the main thing with the training is knowing that I can complete it you know that I'm not going to get half a mile into the swim and go I can't swim anymore or the the same with the bike um I think with the bike I'm slow on the bike I mean you laugh on Zwift because I start off kind of about 90th and I finish about 370th on on like that little leaderboard thing you know um but I, you know, I'm thinking for 40k, if I'm if I'm anywhere near an hour and a half, I'll be happy, but I have a feeling it might take me a bit longer than that. Um and the run, hey, who knows? Who knows? Because that's one where I'm it, what they're doing is I'm actually doing it non-competitively. Um, but they'll post my swim and bike times. But my run, my run is not going to be comparable because I'm probably gonna have to walk most of it. Um so if I can see that I'm not you know if I'm anywhere near midfield on on the swim and the bike I'd be really happy but if I'm not there I'm not going to be beating myself up you know because it's my first one I think it's about setting a benchmark on my first one and then after that I'll try and improve on it so you know I guess the first one is like okay what sort of time do I do when I'm trying to do all three phases together and then my aim after that is to get a bit quicker brilliant Kelda so I think we'll end up
0: joining up again after you've done it to hear about the uh, how it went and what you learned but is there anything else from the last few weeks that you wanted to share that you've like learned or picked up on that might be helpful for other people
1: um Do you know, I would come back to what we've already said about remind yourself why you're doing it. Because what I would say to someone who's doing it because they want to be competitive is something very different to to what I would say to someone who just wants to do it. You know, and if you've got if you're someone who's had an injury or, you know, you've got stuck on the sofa through lockdown and you've set yourself a goal of a triathlon fair play to you for just getting out and doing it and then it really doesn't matter how long it takes and i just say be super proud that you're doing it and enjoy it enjoy the training work hard but enjoy it if you're someone that's got the goal of wanting to go out there to really hit a target to hit a time to achieve a personal best then I'd say pull your finger out and work hard. Um, so, <laughs> um, but at the end of the day, I even when even when I was on the DB squad, you know, it's not life and death, and it can be so important. But I'd often look at that two hundred meter stretch of water, and go, we get so wound up about that two hundred meter stretch of water, but actually it's not life and death it you know it's 200 meters of water that doesn't mean it's not an important 200 meters of water you know and and the same with anyone doing a triathlon be the best you can be and and as long as you are going out there you've been respectful for other to others um and you've been the best you can be you can't ask more than that Brilliant. Well, good luck,
0: Kelda. Really rooting for you for this first one and really look forward to hearing what it, what it was like. Was it everything you expected um, or better? Um, <laughs> so I will, we will catch up with you again after, after the 19th of June.
1: Thanks, Rachel. See you later.
0: So that's the end of our podcast for today. Thanks so much for joining us. Really hope that you enjoyed it. If you can rate and review us and subscribe to this podcast wherever you get your podcasts, it will really help as many people as possible hear about it. You can also follow Creating Momentum on the usual social media channels. And you can find out more about Kelderwood on climbingout.org.uk or Rachel Day on flyingschool.fun. Really look forward to seeing you next time. Goodbye.